Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. Today's Tuesday, January 25th. And today I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to try to have Tuesdays be the day I chronicle COVID. Uh, So many headlines, so much amazing information coming out. And today's going to be a lot of fun. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, thank you guys for tuning in today. As always, I'm so very thankful for those of you who continue to support this ministry financially, who are just putting your money where your mouth is. I appreciate that. (laughs) As a a person who's running for Congress, I have come to greatly appreciate people who help. So thank you guys very much for that. Today, we're going to do something a little bit different, and uh, I want to just read the headlines to you. There are so many crazy things that we're learning about COVID. One of the biggest takeaways, I don't know if you guys are are saw this in the news because it came out last week, but a Democrat uh, released poll showed that 45% of Democrats approve sending unvaccinated people to quote designated facilities. Now you guys have heard me talk about this, the quarantine isolation camps that are uh, in Washington state right now, even though the board of health and the governor's office, and they're all like, well, we just don't know what she's talking about. They do. They know. And recently a Heartland Institute and Rasmussen reports national telephone and online survey taken this month revealed an astonishing number of Democrats surveyed were perfectly comfortable sending Americans who were not vaccinated to quote designated facilities or locations. So here was the question. Would you strongly favor, somewhat favor, or oppose or strongly oppose a proposal to limit the spread of coronavirus by having federal or state governments, ding, 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 require that citizens temporarily live in designated facilities if they refuse to get a COVID-19 vaccine? 45% of Democrats favored such an idea. Favored. Now, If you separate them out among all the voters surveyed, 71% oppose the idea, and that includes 78% of Republicans, and 64% of unaffiliated voters said they would strongly oppose such an idea. And although 66% of likely voters would oppose the government using digital devices to track unvaccinated people to ensure that they were quarantined or socially distanced, 47% of Democrats approved of that idea. This is terrifying. So let me repeat, nearly half, 48% of Democrats favored the federal and state government having the capacity to either levy fines or imprisonment on people who publicly question the efficacy of vaccines on social media, television, radio, or in online or digital publications. That is bonkers. A whopping 59% of Democrats favored a government policy that required citizens remain confined to their homes at all times, except for emergencies, if they refuse to get a COVID vaccine. You guys, these are our neighbors. Most frighteningly, 29% of Democrats favored temporarily removing parents' custody of their children if the parents refuse to get a COVID vaccine, as opposed to 70% of Republicans and 11% of unaffiliated voters. You guys, what what in the ever loving? So obviously the Democrats, and I've been saying this for a long time, the Democrats are dangerous. D is for Democrat and dangerous. And 
Chris Talgo, I thought this was interesting. I'm, I'll link back to this. is an article off the Daily Wire. Uh, Chris Talgo, the senior editor and research fellow at the Heartland Institute, explained, quote, after two excruciatingly long years, likely voters are beginning to question the federal government's handling of the pandemic. First and foremost, likely voters are beginning to sour on Dr. Anthony Fauci, who seems to have lost count credibility after countless flip-flops. Moreover, Almost half of likely voters oppose President Biden's vaccine mandates, which seems less about stopping the spread of COVID-19 and more about increasing the power of the federal government. When asked about several other potential strategies, such as finding people who refuse to get vaccinated, the consensus among likely voters is that the federal government should do less, not more. Ding, 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 ding. And this is the reason I'm running for Congress. The federal government, as I've said many times, is wildly outside of its jurisdiction on this. Absolutely, 100% outside of its jurisdiction. The role of the federal government is to secure your freedom. And in this case, they're actively taking it away from you. And I'm going to read a couple more headlines in my in my uh, chronicles of COVID, the COVID chronicles. But before I do, let's take a brief moment and remember how we speak, how we're supposed to speak. All right, this is for me. If you guys want to turn it off, you can, but it's probably good for everybody. This is 1 Corinthians 13. If I could speak all the languages of the earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, all I could do is boast about it. If I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. So you guys, uh, are you guys picking up what I'm putting down? Love is patient. Love is kind. It's not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable. It keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices when the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Man, I'm going to frame that and put it on the wall in my campaign office because that legit just described my whole reason for running. I love the people of Southwest Washington State and I love this country. And love never gets up. It never loses faith. It's always hopeful. It rejoices when the truth wins out and it endures through every circumstance. And what we're being asked to endure through is a lie of epic proportions that is being forced on us through the tyrannical dictates of a tyrannical government. So I'm going to I'm going to read a couple more headlines for you and then I'm going to end with an article that I thought was totally fascinating about uh, ways that you can combat people telling you that oh that mask uh, is is you need the mask. So if you're maskless, we're going to harass you and I'm going to end today with an article off of PJ Media that will give you five things to tell someone who's who harasses you for going maskless. Now I have been harassed dozens and dozens of times, and uh, I'm okay with it. It's actually kind of toughening me up. So here's the here's the first headline off of PJ Media. And again, I'm going to link back to these things in the show notes today. Uh, Dr. Zeke Emanuel weighs in on the, quote, new normal to follow COVID. The Biden administration is modifying its approach to the COVID-19 pandemic in real time. You know why they're doing that? I can tell you why. They're doing it. 
because the midterms are coming up, but whatever. The efforts are no less authoritarian. Vaccine mandates for healthcare workers and participation in public life in some cities, endless mask mandates on federal property, and scorn of the unvaccinated with no basis in science continue, all continue apace. However, in the face of sharply rising cases, more officials have started to talk about living with the virus. Ooh, you guys, we live with the flu. We live with colds. We live with all kinds of viruses. SARS-CoV-2 is a virus. The article goes on to say, to push this process along, a proposal about approaching life with COVID appeared in the Journal of American Medical Association. You guys have heard me. This is a corrupt organization, the American Medical Association. Uh, And they listed, you know, Zeke Emanuel is one of the authors. While all three signed on, Dr. Emanuel is the corresponding author. And if you don't remember him, he was the chair of the Department of Bioethics at the National Institute of Health from 1997 to 2011. And for the last two years of his tenure, he served as special advisor for health policy to the director of the Office of Management and Budget. The Office of Management and Budget role coincided with the passage and implementation planning for Obamacare. You guys remember this? You're going to be like, oh, I remember. He was also one of the chief architects of the 2009 health care law. Following its passage, the media criticized former vice presidential candidate Sarah Palin and Newt Gingrich for saying that the law included death panels. Remember that? In a post on her Facebook page, Palin said, the America I know and love is not one in which my parents or my baby with Down syndrome will have to stand in front of Obama's death panel so his bureaucrats can decide based on a subjective judgment of their, quote, level of productivity in society. So basically, at a minimum, Emmanuel's approach requires rationing healthcare based on your uh, your individual value to the community. And this seems to be informative to his current position as well. So these guys, in in looking at how we're going to go forward with COVID and how we're going to live with it, because we are going to have to live with it. It's not going to go away. Thank you, China. Thank you to China. Uh, he wants to see mask mandates forever. And uh, and it looks to me like discrimination against people who don't want to participate in that particular vaccine. So states like Oregon and Washington have passed explicit laws to take parents out of their children's health care by putting it in schools and modifying consent laws. I've already talked to you guys about this. It's horrifying. Get your kids out of these schools. The authors are setting the foundation to do that nationally. Do you want to start supporting companies whose products are made right here in the United States? Me too. And at the top of my list is MyPillow. I recently learned that MyPillow is so much more than pillows. And in fact, Jay and I decided to try out the MyPillow mattress and we love it. You guys check it out because with my special promo code, you can get up to 66% off all MyPillow products. Go to MyPillow.com or call 1-800-447-0541 and use promo code Heidi to take advantage of Mike Lindell's special offer for the Heidi St. John podcast listeners. That's MyPillow.com, promo code Heidi, or call 1-800-447-0541. Now, we all know that adolescents' mental and sexual health needs include extreme affirmative care for gender dysphoria and other issues. The reality of the Omicron surge is that most Americans can treat Omicron as they have treated colds and flu their entire lives. Take a few days off, treat your bothersome symptoms, see your doctor if they persist. Still, 
The Democrats cannot help but use it as a pretext to take more power and violate our fundamental rights. And Zeke Emanuel holds sway with Biden officials. This guy is dangerous. And this is why I keep telling you the 2022 elections are very, very, very important, probably more important you know, with, with, with each passing. I'm like, well, that's going to be an issue. You know, we're we're watching uh, what can only be described as just a hostile takeover. You guys have probably seen last week that uh, Washington, D.C. has a vaccine mandate, but they're staying very, very quiet on voter ID. So. They have a brand new vaccine mandate, which is going to really curtail my desire to be anywhere near Washington, D.C. I wonder if they would do everything by Zoom if I win my seat in Congress. Anyway, that's a a story for another day. Clearly, we should be meeting in person, obviously. And clearly, they don't they don't care about that unless you do exactly how exactly what they want. So it's like a dictatorship in many, many ways. Uh, But a D.C. resident named Bradley thinks, man, it took him long enough to do that. He said he was looking forward to the mandate and he was glad that it was done. (laughs) So basically, we have people in our country that don't value freedom. Effective January 15th, so just last week, D.C. required that all businesses such as uh, restaurants, bars, movie theaters, coffee shops, and gyms have to require masks and proof of vaccination and a photo ID before entry. So do you guys want to go to D.C.? I don't think so. Uh, Something tells me that tourism there is going to hit an all-time low. Uh, kind of amazing. And yet they're not requiring, they don't want voter ID. So kind of amazing. Another local that Fox News interviewed said, from the general public's perspective, it feels like an invasion toward their privacy. It almost feels like a, like a dictatorship when you have to show papers to get to where you're going. But they don't need to do that for voter ID. Uh, Jeff told Fox News that requiring an ID is pushing it. He also worried how he'd be impacted if he lost his proof of vaccination card. So, so many things uh, wrong with what's happening in the country right now. And I'm telling you what, Washington, D.C. is completely on fire. I feel sorry for the people that are living there. Another thing that happened in the wake of COVID this last week was Biden calling for social media censorship about the virus. And he said, listen, deal with the misinformation and disinformation. This guy is a tyrant. He's not the king, but he thinks he is. I listened to his speech about uh, Martin Luther King Day, obviously pre-recorded. Maybe he didn't have his drugs that day, and so he couldn't show up in person. But Biden stated about this, there are others sitting on the sidelines and worse, standing in the way. If you haven't gotten vaccinated, do it. Personal choice impacts us all, our hospitals and our country. I make a special appeal to social media companies and media outlets who, as we all know, are just an arm of the Democrat Party. Please deal. I love that he says that. I'm so glad I'm not related to this dude. Please deal with the misinformation and disinformation that's on your shows. He continued, it has to stop. COVID-19 is one of the most formidable enemies America's ever faced. We've got to work together, not against each other. I would say that one of the most formidable enemies we have ever faced is Joe Biden and the Biden administration uh, at all. Every single one of them. All right, you guys, I'm going to end today by just in the COVID chronicles. So amazing. Five things to tell someone who harasses you for going maskless. And I would love to hear your stories. If you guys have been harassed, actually just send them to me. That'd be a fun thing. I'll add your stuff to the uh, COVID chronicles and I'll try to get to these, you know, instead of talking about it every single day, which it's hard not to because it kind of is the news. 
but I would love to uh, to hear how it's been for you guys. So HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday and get it out to me. All right, here's number one. So as if someone comes up to you and wants to harass you for not putting a face diaper on your face, here's the first thing that you can say. One, Dr. Fauci said that masks won't protect you. So the mask shamers think that they're doing the right thing because they've been told to mask up. However, the religious Covidians probably forgot that even their Messiah, Dr. Anthony Fauci, said that the typical mask you can buy won't protect you from COVID. He never said this publicly, but we know this from an email released as part of a FOIA request last year. And he said, and I quote, Masks are really for infected people to protect them from spreading infection to people who are not infected rather than protecting uninfected people from acquiring infection. The typical mask you buy in the drugstore is not effective in keeping out virus, which is small enough to pass through the material. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, I will link back to that in the show notes today too. Studies have shown they don't filter aerosols well. I guarantee you, that most people are not wearing N95 or KN95 masks. Those are the best masks by far, but they're more expensive and not readily available or they're not practical. So it's a safe bet that your mask shamer is wearing a cloth mask or one of those blue surgical masks that he got from the pharmacy online. And a recent study from the University of Waterloo in communist Canada determined that most cloth masks, such as the popular blue masks, are only 10% effective and they don't usually even cover adequately the mouth of the person that's wearing them. Three, mask mandates haven't worked. So if you look, if, if the mask mandate works, you know, in places with strict mask mandates, then we should have seen a measurable impact, right, from having the mask mandates imposed. And Nope, that's not the case. So we got to be honest. If the mask mandate had a measurable impact on COVID transmission rates, then we would be able to observe it by now. But in fact, that's not true. Look no farther than Los Angeles, Orange, Ventura, and San Diego counties. The mask mandates simply do not work. So I don't even listen to them anymore. For the Omicron variant is mild, much like a cold. And yet here we are freaking out. And I've been, you know... I've been telling you guys, you know, that it's a good idea for us to, it's a good idea for us to have in our arsenal statistics about science when it comes to Omicron, when it comes to COVID, when it comes to masks, all the things. And uh, I'll link back to all these things in the show notes today, but you guys be ready to give an answer. There's nothing wrong with that. Five kids are safe from COVID. This one's for those of you with kids who refused, uh, that you refuse to torture by having them wear a mask in public. Chances are someone might accuse you of being a bad parent if you're shopping with your child. When I was with my daughter, Sailor, in our grocery store last year, so not this year, but last year, a man came up and put his finger right in my face and yelled at me and looked at my my little 10-year-old at the time and said, you know, your mother's stupid. And Sailor was like, no, she's not. She's really smart. <laughs> like, wow, are we having fun yet? Anyway, so keep a smile on your face, you guys. Let everything that you do, even your defense of science and all the other things be done in love and let me know how it's going. And I appreciate hearing from you guys. Thank you so much for listening and for visiting our sponsors. And I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.